Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of three best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care. Now available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Green Industry Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to be more productive. James Mansky, welcome back to the show, man. Appreciate it, Paul. I'm excited to talk about this topic today. It's something everybody can improve on, and a lot of people are struggling right now, especially with the spring. Yeah, I felt like such a hypocrite. I was uh, coming into the studio tonight, and I'm like, I could have had such better more of a productive day today. And here we are. Our topic tonight is productivity. I was like, I, I don't even feel like I should be allowed on the interwebs tonight because I there's so many times I have a big to-do list and I don't get enough traction on it. So I'm really excited to hear your perspective on this tonight. Sure. Yeah. I mean, everybody has the same amount of time in the day, right? We're the same as Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk. So why are they more productive than others or certain business owners can get more done in a day than others? So the biggest thing is a figuring out what you're doing day to day in your business, on your business and breaking that out as a percentage of your total work day, right? So if you're spending X amount of time or 40% of your time doing billing that you could be out selling or working on the business, you just need to decipher what that is. And when you find that out, I think that that's when you need to start bringing on new team members. You need to start delegating more so you can focus on the bigger vision and not so much in the day-to-day weeds of running the business. Yeah, totally. I was listening to Think Media podcast the other day and they were talking, James, about IPAs, not the beverage, but um, income producing activities. And we, as the business owner, are, we have to be laser in, lasered in on those income producing activities and, and delegate out everything else. Like you just said. Yeah. And it's, I think everything is still a part of the bigger income producing, right? But it's, if billing's not getting done, then you can't bring in the money and cash flow. If marketing's not getting done, you can't bring in new customers. If maintenance isn't getting done, then your machinery is going to be breaking down. So it's all part of the big picture, but a good friend of mine and a mentor told me a long time ago, cause I was out in the field working from seven until five. And then from five until 10, I was doing billing and estimating and all of that stuff. And he said, well, what's your time worth? Like if you were to hire somebody for that position, even if you paid them 40 grand or $18 an hour, whatever it is to take that off your plate, could you go out and create sales to cover that position? And it was scary to do because it was more than I was paying myself in the early days. Mm. And once I did it, I created enough sales to cover that position for the whole year in about a month. Wow. So once I just focused on doing what we were good at or what I was good at and letting somebody else come in and kind of take over those duties, responsibilities, um, not only did it free up some of my time, but then they bring in another perspective. They can do other tasks in the office. They can work on bill pay or estimates and all that stuff as well. So they can bring a different view to the company once you figure out what you're spending most of your time on that you can delegate out or hire out. What's an example, James, of the first time you started delegating out? Like what was was the actual task? 
Yeah, it was mostly for office work. So for billing, payroll, um, just responding to voicemails, emails, all that stuff, that that cleared out so much of my time that I can't imagine doing that any later. And I wish I would have done it many yeah. years sooner. And then what's that training process? Because I know most people that are going to listen to this episode, one commonality we most probably have is we're um, micromanagers, typically, you know, entrepreneurs, small business owners, we, we want it done our way or the right way, you know? So how did you train these folks so that they weren't dropping the ball? Yeah, it's a great question. In the beginning days, it was a lot of one-on-one, -on -one, see what I'm doing, see what we're doing, kind of show training. Um, now we're trying to build out all the processes, right? So then each process that we go through in the office or in sales and marketing, there's going to be processes built out. So this is overview. Here's how to log in. Then here's the document of how to add this or how to build this or how to add a customer. So you're trying to take what you do every single day and turn that into a process so that you don't have to constantly train and then train and then train and potentially miss something. So you're documenting all that data and then creating a blueprint for an onboarding process. And then can you give us some more example, James, of you got the billing going, you got the um, payroll going. What, what did you start delegating as? Cause now you have, you know, how many of approximately how many employees do you guys have now? I think we're 47. Okay. 47. So a lot of guys listening right now are, you know, chucking the truck, you know, they're, they're just one uh, solopreneur and it's like 47. That's, that seems so out there, but what are some other things that you started delegating and, and tell us some more stories about that? Yeah. So it, it just keeps snowballing down from there. So once all of that was off of my plate, then I looked at it again. I said, okay, where am I spending the most of my time? Is it managing the routes? Is it dealing with complaints? Is it marketing? Is it, you know, whatever that was. So it constantly changes. Cause then I would spend more time in, in the early stages, it was like learning irrigation. And then once I built that up or we got enough clients, then I seeked out somebody to come in house and take care of all of our irrigation, irrigation. And then we just kept building that division. We would learn something else. It would take a lot of my time. Then we would bring somebody in house and start another division. So it slowly went from office manager to different divisions, which led into marketing, which led into um, landscape designer, which led into operations manager. So it, it just kept going into, okay, now what, where do I need help? Mm -hmm. And if I would have done that even sooner, Man. it would have progressed the company a lot further than it did right now. But I was just so into myself being able to do everything. And I wish I would have brought on more people sooner to help with that stress load, with that workload and, and build that vision with them earlier on. I got a lot of questions for you, James. This is so good. And guys, uh, we're alive on the YouTube. So uh, shout outs to a friend of the show, Kyle Blessing up there in New York. I think you've been on every live stream, Kyle. I appreciate your uh, comments. If you guys have any questions about productivity, please drop them in the comments. I got a lot of questions to ask uh, James here. 47 employees is very impressive. Um, you mentioned office manager. At what point in your business did you get an office manager? What do they do? How does that work? Sure. It's, it can be different for everybody, right? So for me, it was when at least 30% of my day was spent 
working on office materials. So whether that be estimating, running people's um, credit card information, sending out bills, um, answering phone calls, like I needed a dedicated person where they could answer the phone all day and not get distracted with the workload. That was the main focus. Like we had to have somebody just answer the phones right away. So we didn't lose out on customers because if you don't answer the phone, if you don't get back to them right away, they're going to call the next company and sign up with them. So we saw that that was a very big component to building the company early on is we have to connect with people the moment they call, get them an estimate right away and then sign them up and help with routing and all that stuff. So the first was just, you know, more, first point of contact as an office manager, but then also helping with the QuickBooks, helping with the routing. But we would always kind of delegate different things as they grew with the company um, until their workload got too big. And then they needed help with answering the phones. So we just played it based off of what they could handle in the day and then whatever spare time there was, there was always something that we could get help with or improve on, um, even just spreadsheets or documents and reports. I mean, there's always something in the business that could be uh, helped out with by an office personnel. How do you juggle, James? Because I know a lot of guys, I can feel it, sense it as they're listening. They're like, I'm wearing all the hats right now. I, I, I'm answering the phone. I'm actually cutting the grass. I'm doing everything, literally. The, the solopreneurs are doing 100% of it. And then it becomes this mathematical game. Well, how do I afford to pay somebody to answer my phone? How do I afford somebody to do my marketing? How do I afford somebody to be my technician? How did you run the math and, and have the money to be able to pay these folks um, when things are tight in those early days? Yeah, it's a great question. I get asked that a lot as well. Um, but for me, it was, what's my time worth, right? So if I'm putting in an extra five hours a day after work, to do that, you know, starting earlier on, that could be easily fund a different person where I could be using that energy and that time to continue to build the production, right? So for me, what the first office manager we hired on, they made more than me because I didn't pay myself that much back in the day. And I was trying to keep, you know, income low for tax reasons, but I was scared to, to hire that person or even put that job posting out there because it seemed like a lot of money. But like I said, in the beginning, it, it shifted my way of thinking of, okay, now we have this person. How do we maximize them? How do I create more sales mm -hmm. to fund them? And it, it just steamrolls from there. Then it was okay. Project after project after set up a new crew and it just keeps going where I wasn't able to focus on building the business because I was so trapped in it, mm. I couldn't get out. So you have to look at it that way. If, if your time of doing office work was taken care of, how else could you be productive? What else could you build? Who else could you call? How many more door hangers could you uh, walk out and knock on doors? Or what businesses could you reach out to and get a new contract that could cover that whole salary for the year based off one business? So that's kind of where it shifted. Um, by seeing all that time. And then my production and productivity was focused on building the business a lot more and getting those ideal clients. You mentioned uh, the office manager, but you also mentioned the marketer and marketing. How did that work for you to invest money into marketing? I actually had uh, my bookkeepers on the program recently and they were sharing shocking um, 
observation that they're making as they're looking at people's numbers and books all across America. And they don't share names with me and expose people like that. But just the trend they're noticing, James, is people are not spending money, investing money in marketing, like very minimal. So how did you figure out, I'm going to sow this money into marketing and, and pay other people and that correlate into boosting your sales and ultimately profits? Explain that whole um, situation yeah, you know, at first we outsourced a lot of it, right? So we had somebody that was a SEO wizard that helped with the website and SEO. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of had some people that were helping, you know, with social media. We had an office person in house that was also learning a lot on marketing mm -hmm. and they took over the whole social media and email newsletter side of it. So they grew into that position based off the need and the flow. Um, but now, I mean, Back in the day, there wasn't virtual assistants like we offer that for different companies, too, where for way less than you can hire somebody, they can take care of all your social media and you just create content and it's posted. It's all set. You don't have to worry about anything. So but for us, we we still they dip into two different categories. So it's not just marketing. They're also working on process creation or helping out with bookkeeping. So there's still other stuff they can do because it's still not a a 40 hour, 50 hour a week position. Like they can create everything in a couple hours a day mm -hmm. and then they're helping out with something else. So we're always looking at what else could they bring value to the table table? What else could they assist a different team member in the office? But here's their dedicated time for marketing or bookkeeping or payroll. That's, that's very interesting. James, I want to hear more about your schedule um, what are you doing throughout the day as the owner of this company, as, as a man, general manager, essentially of thir 39 employees and growing? What do you do with your time to continue to build this business? Well, what's most important for James Mansky, the, the owner, to be doing day in and day out? Yeah, you know, it's, it's always having the vision in the back of the head or the back of the mind. So is what I'm doing every moment of every day getting me towards the big goals, the big vision? or is it pushing me back? So is what I'm doing with my time. That's what I'm first thinking about the night before the morning of what's on my calendar, even on the weekends, is it productive stuff I'm doing or is it unproductive or moving me backwards? So I always have that first. And then going into each day, it's a lot of, you know, discussing with different team members and different departments, what's going on, kind of working on the flow, the schedules, dealing with the office, different questions, marketing. So it's, it's a little bit of everything, but having that overall understanding of how it all ties in together is what make on, makes entrepreneurs great. I mean, that's what you have to learn to, to get to by realizing this email newsletter needs to go out and that's going to create more services for next month. And then how does that workload go into here? So it's, it's a little bit of visualizing and meeting with every department, every service that we offer and just making sure that stuff's getting done. And I'll also just help out with a lot of the bigger clients, the bigger commercial, you know, the multi property customers we have. Mm -hmm. So it's always different. Every day is different. I love it. That's why it's why I'm still, you know, so excited about this industry is because it's always changing every week's a little different than the, the, previous. And for us in, in Nebraska, there's different seasons. So from summer to fall, we start going into Christmas lights and then snow, and it's just constantly different. 
You mentioned the email newsletter. Are you actually writing that and sending that out or do you delegate that? And how often do you guys send out a newsletter or email, um, email newsletter? Sure. Yeah. So we have our marketing person in house does that. We just help create content for that upcoming month. So we typically send it out the first day of every month, unless there's a special promo or we're trying to grow a certain division or a product, then we'll send out a separate one. But it's always every single month of here's what's coming up on the schedule. Here's what you need to be aware of. So it's giving information to people too. And so we'll kind of help brainstorm. So like this month, there was Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're guiding stuff around that or building out, you know, here's perennials that your mom might like, or here's what's coming up on the schedule with this. Make sure you get your sprinklers on because this is the temperatures coming up. So we're just informing and then there's always a call to action. So we're always looking at what's the next service in the service calendar. And we're promoting that the first of every month. Hey guys, Paul here. And recently I've been excited about having Dr. Frank, my good friend and fellow business entrepreneur as a reoccurring guest on the Green Industry Podcast because I wanted to tap into his marketing research knowledge and business expertise to uncover the secrets to growing a successful business. The response has been really good. So by popular demand, I've sat down with Dr. Frank to record extended sessions to put together a comprehensive e-training where we talk in depth about business building. Dr. Frank, why don't you say a few words about this new e-training we recently recorded? Sure, Paul. Here's how I would characterize your new e-training. It provides a complete roadmap. It shows you how to navigate your market, get new customers, keep existing customers, and also how to profit from many powerful strategies to structure and position your company to amazing profitability. Any business that masters these business building essentials will be successful. Well, thanks, Dr. Frank. And that's why I refer to my new e-training as a collection of key insights for effective business building. I call it how to get and keep customers. It is jam-packed with over four hours of engaging discussions with Dr. Frank containing hard-hitting business wisdom that you don't want to miss. So check it out today and see your business grow on the fast track with the How to Get and Keep Customers e-training available at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hi, this is Jason with Lake Tap Landscaping. I used Paul's price increase letter this off-season in February. Sent it out to all my clients for a minimum 10% increase and was able to get 100% acceptance rate from all my lawn maintenance clients. It's a great decision to uh, raise your prices on a yearly basis. You can pick up the price increase letter at greenindustrypodcast.com. Remember how the riding mower was such a game changer? That's what Roll by ADP is going to be for the payroll business. It's a chat-based payroll app built for small business owners like you. Roll makes payroll ridiculously easy and you can do it anywhere, anytime. And it makes onboarding for new hires smoother than a freshly cut hedge. Roll lets employees and contractors submit employment forms and roll in direct deposit and more, saving you valuable time. Roll was designed for those who'd rather be outside working than stuck in an office. It calculates, withholds, and files taxes for you while letting you manage payroll from anywhere. And because it's a mobile payroll app, going digital will remove those boxes of papers in the trunk of your car. Ready to get rolled for your business? Green Industry Podcast listeners get their first three months free. 
Visit GetRoll.com slash GreenIndustry to get started. Hello, Green Industry Podcast listeners. This is Xander Kirby with Pure Marketing Agency. Many of you may have heard me as a friend of the show as I'm a huge believer in Paul and our great landscaping community. Five years ago, I began Trifecta Landscaping with zero experience, and by God's grace, we have grown into a multi-million dollar debt-free company. I was able to do this in large part with having a great understanding on social and digital marketing, and that is why we are now launching my new company, Pure Marketing. Every thriving business needs a top-of-the-line website, consistent and creative content, and full optimization of Google and digital footprints. If you're ready to grow your business and for new clients to discover you, contact our team for free at puremarketingteam.com, where we focus purely on marketing so you can focus purely on your business. You mentioned the word earlier, James, unproductive. Um, what are some examples in your life that you've found or tendencies where you've been unproductive and how have you overcome that to, to be more um, effective and, and disciplined? Yeah, it's, it's something that I've learned by being around a lot of people that I want to be where I'm at or where they're at, excuse me. So it's, it's who you're hanging out with. Right. So back when I was in my younger college days, it'd be going to the neighborhood bars or doing all the stuff that's un, unhealthy. Right. So that's taking you away because not only are you not surrounding yourself with higher leveled individuals or people that have multi-million or multi-billion dollar companies, but it's also affecting your health for the next day. And then you're going to feel like crap the next morning. So mm-hmm. I did all that. Right. Um, or social media, like endless scrolling, mm-hmm. unless you have a reason to be on social and learn and see what other people are doing. Because once you go down that rabbit hole or Netflix or TV, it's hard to get out of that in 15 or 20 or 30 minutes. And, and I think, get, go, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say one episode leads to five others and then it's two in the morning. So yeah, I threw my TV away a couple of years ago, so I don't even have that distraction. But I thought when I throw my TV away, this is going to be a game changer. But it really wasn't because the the smartphone, it's like there's Instagram, there's um, YouTube, there's Facebook. And I think we justify it as entrepreneurs, like you said, oh, well, I'm a, it's business related. I'm going to check out what who so-and-so is doing or what, you know. I, I like Gary Vaynerchuk. What's his um, marketing strategy? You know, I'm, I'm do. I'm, I just kind of emulate what he does or Dave Ramsey with creating content and stuff. And you think you're on there for business. And then the next thing you know, you're scrolling through and you're seeing, you know, Brian and Rob out there mowing or whatever. I mean, you just get lost in the weeds, no pun intended there. So um, well, what kind of... Did, boundaries do you have or whatnot so that you don't get caught in that scrolling cycle, which is extremely unproductive? Yeah. I mean, I've caught myself a couple of times to doing it, but it's every time I tend to get on, I either try to create some kind of content mm-hmm. or document of, okay, this is what I need to be doing for tomorrow or next week. Or so I, there's always an idea behind it, but typically lately I've just been packing my schedule with so much mm-hmm. productive stuff to do. So I'd rather go to the gym at 8 PM than be on social at 8 PM Okay, or book a meeting with a client or a mentor for dinner or line up phone calls with people that I want to have phone calls and connect with if they're top customers, if they're team members, whatever, and have those phone calls go until eight, nine, 10 PM. How, how do you get those doors open with those mentors? I know I saw you hanging out with Grant Cardone and you going out to dinner with some of these folks. Um, how do you get in those restaurants and those situations and, 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 and learn from people that you aspire to, to learn business from? Yeah. I mean, it all just starts with what you're doing day to day, right? So if you're going to 
Burger King for dinner versus a nice restaurant, you're going to be surrounded by people that, you know, are affording the nice restaurant and probably have businesses and all that stuff. So that's how you can do it locally is go to the places where they're going, mm-hmm. right? Go to the networking events, go to the chamber of commerce events, mm-hmm. um, or seek out whoever that you look up to and just try to do whatever you can do to get in their space. Sometimes right. it's going to cost money or a lot of money, but once you create that relationship, then it's a give, give, like I'm going to give as much as I can to somebody and, in return, I'm going to learn some knowledge or I'm going to get some mindset tips or, you know, whatever it is that I'm going to be seeking, I'm going to be open and just ask them like, Hey, what did, what did it take you to go from the first 1 million to 5 million? Or what was the hurdle from 10 million to 20 million? So I'm always asking those questions to those people too, or tell me about your family. Like, how did you incorporate your family and business? And it's just being friends with them and not really asking anything in return but you create that friendship and that relationship with them that is going to be very beneficial and very productive um, in the long run because you're changing your mindset a little bit and you're creating a new friend. That's really good. Well, James, what would you say to the teenager, James Mansky, the the 19 year old who's just uh, gung ho about life and ready to take on the world? What are some productivity hacks, productivity tips that you would tell the younger version of yourself who's, who's just getting started um, as an entrepreneur now that you've gained some wisdom over the years, what, what would those productivity um, tips be to the young, your younger self? Oh man, there's, there's probably a lot that I would go back and say, don't ever do this again. But I think overall, the biggest thing is just focus on what is getting you to that goal. Like first you got to create that big goal or that big vision. And it's what you're doing every day or every night or every weekend getting you there, or is it pushing you farther there away from it? Mm. Or it's pushing it down. It's punting it down the way. Like if you were to look back 50 years from now and say, shit, I could have got this done 20 years sooner if I would have just did this, this, and this. So there's time for all that to be fun when you retire or when you reach that level of success where you can travel wherever or drive wherever or do whatever, buy whatever, if you just do the work now. Mm-hmm. So just identifying what those key indicators are that are moving you forward in business in life in health and friendships and try to seek out as many positive people as you can, because I mean, who you surround yourself with is what you are going to become. Totally. So the more you surround yourself with successful people or business owners that aren't just one year in business, but might have 500 employees. Um, those things I wish I would have done sooner instead of thinking that my friends were going to be my friends for life because everybody grows apart. You get families, you move. I mean, everything changes, careers change. So enjoy those, those moments and those friendships and keep them. But if they're holding you back or if their family members holding you back, you need to disconnect and do what you need to do because they're not, they're not um, worried about what your life's going to become. They're worried about their lives. So focus on what you really want. Dedicate the time on working on the business, delegate some stuff, hire. The worst thing that happens is you go bankrupt, right? And in the U S it's still not a bad thing. So take extra risk when you're 19, 20, 21. I wish I would have taken massive risks mm-hmm. and um, because you never know what would come out of it. Yeah, totally. Kyle says he hasn't missed one of our live streams because he is scheduled. On, it's on his calendar. There you go, Kyle. Every Monday, eight o'clock PM, a uh, little uh, 
update on next week, guys. I'm going to the beach. So I'm going to be productive working on my tan and uh, having a great time. I got a couple nieces that were just born. They're twins. And I'm going to hang out with my family um, next Monday. So no live stream next Monday. But um, these are uh, been a lot of, you know, fun for me, James. And and, uh, I've been wanting to live stream for a while. It's intimidating with the technology and everything. So, you know, I think we're getting better each week. I definitely appreciate you guys um, hanging out with us. Um, If you want to follow us on YouTube, the channel is Green Street Podcast with Paul Jamison. Smash that subscribe button, turn the bell on for notifications. And when I get back from vacation, we'll get back into the swing of things. I want to ask you this, James, you mentioned this while we were um, off air a little bit about the spring rush and we're in the smack dab center of the spring rush. Everyone I talk to, it's the same story. I've never been this busy in my life. Demands off the chains, off the charts. That's a good thing. How do we make sure we're not leaving money on the table, opportunities on the table and, and wasting our time on these meaning, meaning, many, many old tasks. Well, when we should be on these, you know, getting the ranking in the low hanging fruit of the big money. Yeah. And it's every, and it's the same with me too, Paul, like every single person I'm talking to is the same boat right now. It's spring rush. It's always crazy. But the funny thing is we all know it's coming every single year and it seems like it gets busier and busier, crazier, crazier every spring. So, I mean, you can only do as much as you can do. So there's no point to get stressed out. I mean, if you over communicate with customers, let them know this is busy time. We'll get to you in two weeks or four weeks or July or September, whatever it is. But being able to say no is a a very powerful thing. So if they're, if you're completely booked up right now, your prices aren't high enough. Say that again, James, say that again. (laughs) If you're completely booked and you can't take on any more work or you're pushing people away, your prices aren't high enough. Our our live studio audience like that. You guys like that? He said that if your prices are too low, there you go. Yeah. So it's, it's key is like, you need to find out if you're maxed out on mowing, add another 10 or 20 bucks to your minimum price. People are going to sign up for it and you're going to get them into your route and then realize that they keep coming. And then you need to start bringing out everybody else up to that price every single year or drop the lowest one and replace them with the highest ones. And when we found out to do that and how we were leaving so much money on the table, I mean, your, your profit goes up exponentially and people that want your service, they'll pay extra for your service. But if you're not putting that out there, you're not raising your prices for new people calling in, you don't know what you're missing out on. That's so good. Well, James, do you, is there anything we're leaving out here? I know um, productivity is something I'm trying to get better and better and better at. And uh, this was definitely helpful. I took notes here. And one thing is, um, what is getting you towards the goal? I, I have my vision board. I have my goals. And I think, you know, each second or minute, we need to ask ourselves, what I'm doing right now, is this going to help me achieve that goal? Or is this just a distraction, an unproductive, you know, vanity use of time? A hundred percent. If it's not helping you, it's hurting you. That's the way I look at it. And if it's not helping you, you're going to plateau and you're going to stay exactly where you're at for a lot longer time than you want. And it's going to continue to be stressful. It's going to be continuing to, you know, cause headaches and hardships in your family, your team and everything, because you want to elevate everybody in your organization. If you've got one person or nobody in your company, I mean, you need to start bringing winners with you and, 
doing and working on stuff to build the company, you're going to all elevate at the same time. So you have to focus on that. Can you give us an example? Cause I I've been struggling with delegating and outsourcing and I'm, I'm I've been meeting with folks in the Philippines and, and I've been uh, California, New York. I mean, I've been all over the world getting virtual assistants, building out a team and I've, I've been having some good ones and I've been swinging and missing. Can you give us a story of maybe when you made a mistake and you hired a, a somebody in, a, in a, trying to delegate and, it, and you swung and missed, you whiffed? And what'd you oh, learn sure. from that? For sure. There's, I mean, everybody's heard of Fiverr and I'm sure there's some great examples on Fiverr, but they're just a one and done type of service. So mm-hmm. it's not ongoing. And you need to find somebody that can be, that is managing that team of virtual assistants. You have to find that company and there's companies out there and we offer that as well, that you get a team of people helping with bookkeeping or social or newsletters or payroll and whatever else that you need, but you have to have a company that's already in place that knows how to do the work, can fix it or edit it or change it or mimic it into different parts of the company. Um, But like I said, none of that was really around when I was growing up. So I wish that tech would have been there earlier on to do the weekly zooms or the daily WhatsApp with those people Mm -hmm. and just get across what you need done to to take stuff off of your plate. Yeah. I just did something on Upwork. I've used Fiverr, I don't know, 20, 25 times for various one and done projects. And I tried somebody on Upwork. Keith Kalf was like, you got to try Upwork or something like that. I think that's who I heard it from. James, I hired this guy on Upwork. I paid, I think it was 40 bucks. I paid him. I sent him the description, everything I need done. And the deadline came and gone, never got it. And then 24 hours came and gone, never got it. Two days came and gone, never got it. Finally, I had to email um, Upwork and let them know, hey, the guy never even responded to any of my messages. And he obviously didn't do what I asked him to do. So I guess they have something called escrow and they're going to give me my 40 bucks back. I, I, they haven't given it back to me yet, but so I, I have a sour experience like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to delegate this task that I don't, I, I should be not doing this. I need to be on those, you know, income producing activities and building this team. And so I tried and that's why it's like, man, I'm now I'm like, I really got to find the right people, but, um, I have had had a little bit of success on Fiverr, but again, that micromanager in me, it's so difficult to do, to let go and try these, um, people to t- do the tasks that I've been doing. So to see you have 39 employees and branch out like this is definitely encouraging me to, to try to find the right people. Sure. Yeah. And, and at 47, I don't want to correct you, but 47. Oh, 47, why do I keep saying 39? It's all good. Um, oh but, man. So excuse me, James. <laughs> but I mean, oh. it's, it goes down to asking for references. If there is a virtual assistant company that manages them, I mean, who else can talk about their experience with them? Right. So with our team, I mean, we've got some all overseas too. And what we're helping other companies with, I mean, they can't hire somebody in town for that much. Mm-hmm. So they're doing just as much work for a fraction of the cost and helping throughout the day with all the team members on that marketing team or bookkeeping CPA team. And it's constant flow. Like you're, you, you don't just have to talk to them once you can go back and forth and edit and create and produce things that are going to help you. Um, And I think that's, what's key. It's you have a dedicated team or individual that is back and forth. It's like they are, an employee in your company at your hometown. 
Well, James, this has been very, very helpful, man. Um, is there anything else we're leaving out? You know, overall, it's we've we've touched on a lot of great things. It's it's interesting just to take a piece of paper out and just document what your regular day looks like. Right. What are you spending your day on from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed? And you're going to see a lot of of flow killers, as I like to call them. Wow, just, that's they're good. killing your flow wow. of being productive. And then you can identify them. And what else could you replace that with or just get rid of it altogether? Like, is this helping me or hurting me? And just jot them all down. See what's actually moving you towards your goals versus pulling you back down to mediocrity. Flow killer. Flow, flow killers. That's good. Man, I got to get it together, James. There's always ways to improve. I mean, it's never going to end because there's always going to be stuff that you can improve on when you start growing and growing and where can you delegate? Where can you be more productive? But you always have to have that in the back of your mind. We got a question for you. Um, James, do you use H2Bs? Yeah. So we, last year was our first year getting H2B temporary work visas um, from South America, Central America. It's a great program if you get drawn because the, it's a lottery system. So there's group A, B, C, and D. So last year we were group A randomly. There's no amount of money you can pay to be bumped up or deadlines to hit. It's a lottery system. So last year we were group A, we got some temporary work visas. This year we were D. We're still waiting on a number to give to people to come up to work with us. So it's a it's tough to rely on those, those programs until something better gets done. Um, but I know a lot of companies and one in, in your town too, Paul, that brings in over a hundred H2B workers a year. Wow. So what it companies works really that? well. I can't remember. Okay. I came down and met with them maybe like six, seven years ago. Okay. But they, they use it all the time because yep. they can do it all year round. We have a short window of, you know, May or March through November. And then after that, it's snow. We don't do as much and we can handle it in house. So we really need those deadlines of dates. Um, in Southern states, they can rotate. They can do oh, yeah. nine, nine months of this group, nine months of this group. So it's constantly coming in from those H2B workers. Totally. All right. Well, is this a good ending spot or you have anything else you want to answer this last question or you got to go? No. Um, the risk and cost, you know, you need to go through and find a, a lawyer that is experienced with H2B process. I think for us, it was $7,500 to get it started. And then for every 10 people that you bring in is $2,500. So you get seven, it's 2,500, it's 10, it's 2,500. If it's 19, it's 5,000. So it's something just to look for those people in your area. I know there's a ton of ads in the magazines, but look for somebody local that you can meet with. You can see face to face, ask those questions, get them answered and just go back and forth with. Um, those are going to be the best options. Great. Well, thanks for joining the show, Andrew. Uh, Alan in Lawrenceville, thanks for hanging out with us. Kyle up in New York. Um, James, this has been really helpful, man. The, the flow killers, uh, I need to identify those and stick to my goals. I, I have my goals, um, written down. I've, I've added to my mirror since the last time we talked, awesome. uh, not a Sharpie. I got the, um, dry erase marker. And so I'm, I'm trying to get better. And, uh, this has been very helpful for me. Um, so I, I appreciate you sharing your expertise and I learned now you have 47 employees. So forgive me for, uh, saying 39. 
No worries. Next week it might change. We'll yeah, well, see. Oh, I yeah, I see. My 50 next week. All right. Well, that's great. Now, next week, guys, I'm going to the beach. So For two weeks. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll touch base back uh, the week after. Well, you have an event. Mr. Producers tell me you got an event coming up or something like that. Yeah, June 4th here in Omaha, okay. we're, we're bringing together a group of people for kind of everything we've been talking about, Paul, and then some. Um, we're going to have some great speakers, some great, it's going to be business related. So if you're looking to scale the business, learn more about sales, marketing, financials, everything about the business is scaling so you don't have to be an owner, owner operator. Mm-hmm. We're going to be touching on all of that. And it's priced very, very well because I want everybody to just get information and it's going to be at an amazing venue, a, a massive, massive building with a rooftop balcony for happy hour afterwards. And it's just going to be a great environment. Um, but the networking is going to be amazing too. And how can people learn more? So you can go to my website, jamesmansky.com um, or on social media, James Mansky. And there is still some t- seats and tickets available, but it's a small group. I don't want this to be a big event. It's going to be intimate. It's going to be more of a, a boot camp type feel to it where you're going to get your questions answered. We're going to bring up some professionals of how to build into different divisions and how that can help your company. So there's going to be a lot of great information on what I've done and people that have helped me along the way with great partnerships and vendors are going to be speaking as well of how to do that in your business. Great. You guys can find out more at jamesmansky.com. And I'm, I'm working on adding all your stuff to my website soon, James. We, we've been updating our resource center. Right now it's under construction. So bear with me, but we'll, we'll sync up. So in the future, you guys could go to our website to find out what James got going on. But just, oh man, talk about delegation, man. That was one of my things today I was trying to fix. But um, for the temporary, just go to jamesmansky.com and you guys can get the information for this event in Nebraska. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate James. Yeah. Don't forget next Monday I'll be at the beach, but then uh, we'll pick things back up the next Monday. If, if that works with you. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for your time. Thank you, Paul. Cool. I just ended the broadcast right there, man. That was our record, man. We had like six people watching. So that was good. Yeah. Audio sound. Your audio sounded good too this time. Okay. I think just always keep it closer. Yeah. I think the mic care if it's in the, in the video. Yeah, that's fine. My mic's in the video. Okay. So cool, man. Well, I appreciate your time. Awesome. Yeah. Appreciate it. Have fun next week. Just keep me posted if you need anything in the meantime. Yeah. I've been uh, going the um, file you sent me with your 12 like things for the other course you do. I've just kind of been going in order. So today was the productivity one. And then I'm just kind of working through your, your curriculum, so to speak. So perfect. Sounds good, man. Cool, man. And I'm going to connect. I'm going to connect you and Angela too. I think she had a couple of questions on, on promoting this. Okay. Um, with links and everything. She yeah. Just couldn't find it, so oh, I'm going to okay. just shoot an email and CC both all three of us together. Yeah, I'll, I'll get that so she can um, pump it up before and after. Perfect. Cool, James. Well, you have a great week, and and I'll be on vacation next week, and I'll catch you in two weeks. Sounds good. All right. Talk thank to you. you. Soon. All right. See you. Bye. Bye. guys, I hope this has been helpful to you. I can definitely relate to being in that state of flow. What I mean by that is just being in that rhythm where there's productivity. Things are getting done. 
I'm very focused and I'm productive. And I love those moments of flow in my life. And unfortunately, like James mentioned, those flow killers, a lot of times I can get interrupted or I can get distracted or I can get so consumed with doing all these other tasks that it takes me too long or a delay in getting in that state of flow. So how can I kind of set up my schedule and my energy levels and things of that nature so I can accomplish the state of flow with the best of my time in the day and not let everything else take all my time, energy, resources, effort, and then give the leftovers to the things that are most important. And so anyway, this was a really helpful episode to me. And I hope as James and I were talking that you're thinking about your life and and what adjustments that you can make, because I definitely have some adjustments that I can make um, to be more productive and to be delegating better. And one area I am glad I delegated in is switching to Jobber. Uh, Years ago, I know James was mentioning there's things he's done um, with getting his office manager and things like that. He's like, why didn't I do this earlier? And with Jobber, same question, why in the world did I not get Jobber sooner and get my customers' cards on file and, and, and bill like the pros and not be billing raggedy? But anyway, I figured it out. If you guys are looking to spend less time on admin tasks and more time focusing on growing your business, you can try out Jobber and they actually make it easy where you can try it out for free for 14 days just to check out their interface, use their dashboard, do what you want with Jobber. Find out if it's for you. If you like it, then you can actually save yourself a 20% off savings uh, your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul. So that's just one of many ways that we can get our business in order. And thankfully, I can check mark that box. Um, And there's so many others that I'm looking forward to uh, delegating, streamlining, streamlining, getting these systems and processes in place. So that my time, energy, and attention can go on income producing activities, can go on building my business and the things that can get done without me. And honestly, a lot of times I get done um, even better than I could um, when I hire out and train out the right folks. So this has been really helpful to me, guys. Thanks for listening and thanks for watching. We've been putting this on the YouTube and uh, you guys can check out my channel over there. It's the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. That's my business educational channel. I also have another uh, entertainment channel, and that's just my name, Paul Jamison. So two separate channels over there just to keep the content nice and organized. But I definitely appreciate you uh, tracking with us over on the YouTube as well. Those links and the link to get started with Jobber and much more are in today's show notes. Marty puts those hyperlinks in there for you guys so you can just click on it and get to where you need to go. So, alrighty, guys. Well, I got to go get some productivity in my life and get it together, boy. So thanks for listening, guys. Hope you implement uh, the information shared today and uh, that we all uh, become more efficient and more productive in our life and in our business. Thanks for listening. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.